Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, Chris, this week at Duramax Tuner, I have been stuck at my house the entire week. Uh, just getting a lot of stuff done. It's really, really cool. We got some very exciting news coming up for March. Uh, but why don't you tell me a little bit about what you've been dealing with? Oh, man, what have I been dealing with, Paul? Uh, well, we've gotten a bunch of snow up here in northern Illinois, so that's always fun. Um, so that's my what I've been personally dealing with. But uh, I don't know, over at the shop, just uh, a lot of inquiries on guys, you know, asking L5P turbos, which we've kind of, uh, you know, discussed because that is such a huge highly anticipated, you know, product that uh, we've been working on. So that is, uh, that is one of them. Um, I would say also, Paul, you and I have been working on a lot of our dealer. So we have a lot of dealer accounts over at Calibrated Power and we, we service a lot of uh, dealers all over the country. And every year we kind of scrub our dealer pricing sheets, right? So we've been, uh, you and I've been working on kind of getting that stuff kind of all put together. So it's been busy, but it's not like super exciting. I don't have any awesome, cool stories this week. <laughs> gotcha. Well, hey guys, we do have a bit of a product overhaul going on over at Duramax Tuner Calibrated Power. Uh, we're going to simplify the product offering. So instead of there being 20 different spades, now you'll just have two different spade options. And one of those two spade options will service any of your EFI Live switch on the fly tuning needs. Same thing for single tune, same thing for easy link. So we're going to make it a lot easier for customers to shop for the products, customers to find the products that they want. Um, also some, some pricing adjustments as go on with every year, some stuff's going up, some stuff's going down. Uh, so make sure that you check probably around end of the month that'll all be finalized for the public. Uh, one of the other cool things I think we got going on, Chris, is like you had, you had kind of alluded to is the L5P Stealth 67 G2 Turbo. God, that's a mouthful. Um, that, is. <laughs> that turbo, we've done a lot of peak power testing. We've done intake horn testing. Uh, the difference between a standard WC Fab intake horn and now the, the exclusive um, open intake horn uh, with e even wider diameter mouthpiece to match up to that 67 G2. Really, really cool test results there. We're going to have a lot more data coming out around that. Uh, also, I wanted to to just kind of give you guys a heads up of what to expect from today. Chris, we got some really cool stuff going on on today's show. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think there's a lot of times guys call in and we start talking about tuning, right? It's hard to have a diesel enthusiast talk about tuning and not bring up EPA and changes that have been going on in the industry over the last couple of years from I think an end user's perspective, they think that the EPA is something that's new and they've been enforcing things for the last year or two, but it's, it's a lot more than that, right? The EPA has been around for, for many, many years and they have been definitely in the diesel space enforcing certain things. Uh, well, I would say since like, what, what would you say? It started getting really popular, 2010, 2011, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd say, uh, I want to say it was like, we, we started hearing the fines so, so well past when the people were actually yep. had the enforcement start, but we started hearing about the fines, the big fines for the major, the biggest guys in the industry, uh, probably around 2013, 2012, yep. somewhere in there. Uh, that's when it started trickling down and, and it's never stopped. And, and Chris, that's a great point. We've, we've known personally, you and I have known so many people that have had to live through the experience of dealing with the EPA and we've heard it 
all sorts of different stuff. We've heard everything from a certified letter showing up to start yep. the process to one or two guys just knocking on the door and coming in and just being really polite. Yep. Um, all the way up to the extreme of what we're going to hear more about today from one of our friends up in Alaska, Mike Hanzuck with Arm Rip and Toys, is going to tell us what is it like when the EPA shows up with the police and actually raids your facility? Because uh, so, that's exactly what he dealt with. And I think what's what's ironic here is, you know, again, when I when I when I talk to guys, they'll say, well, I live in Montana. I live in Wyoming. I live in Texas. Right. They name these states where there isn't any emissions testing, per se. Well, it's still a federal law. The certain state might not necessarily enforce certain things. Now you have Alaska, of all places, where Arm Rip and Toys is based out of getting getting a visit from the EPA. And I think if, if any of the conversations that you, that you see on the forums, um, anything that you know we or I've always talked to guys about, this is kind of that reality check of, holy crap, you know, the trickle-down effect, the big companies down to the small companies. Um, so I think this is going to be a good one. I think it's going to be an eye-opener. It's definitely informative. Absolutely. Uh, also, guys, you're going to want to stay tuned for our uh, super tech, Jeremy Garnett. He is actually going to talk to us a little bit about his experience doing an L5P67G2 install on a, I believe it's a 2018 uh, Duramax. So yeah. really, really good stuff there. Him and I get a chance to talk about doing the install. What's the biggest problem? And of course, he's got a killer pro tip for all of you. And guys, uh, at the end of the show, we're going to wrap it up with our new segment, The Knowledge Base. Uh, we'll get that updated for you as well. Just a good set of instructions uh, or, or a topic around a good set of instructions with some helpful information for you. But for now, let's kick it over to a word from our sponsors. XDP coolant filtration systems help increase the longevity of your cooling system by filtering out contaminants before reaching vital engine components. The coolant filtration system is designed to catch any debris floating in your cooling system before it gets caught in important components like your EGR cooler. The system is designed with easy to install pre-assembled silicone hoses and specially made mounting brackets so you can bolt this kit on with basic hand tools. Each kit includes a billet CNC machine aluminum filter base that is anodized with a black finish for superior underhood aesthetics. The included ball valves allow for minimal coolant loss during filter replacements, as well as a shutoff to bypass the system if needed. To find out more about XDP's line of coolant filtration systems, check out xdp.com or find a local dealer near you. You guys know today's other sponsor is Exergy Performance, and today we're talking about their Winter Blend Fuel Additive. Now, this is SKU numbers E09-00014 and also 00016. Uh, it depends on what size bottle you want. This supports all diesel vehicles, so if you're listening to the show, you presumably will want to perk up here and go grab yourself some of this stuff. Chris and I are right now underway on doing some testing with it ourselves. Exergy Performance Diesel Additive Winter Blend provides the ultimate in protection and longevity for the diesel injectors and fuel pumps by increasing the fuel's lubricity to exceed the recommendations of the Engines Manufacturers Association and provides exceptional protection against corrosion. The Winter Blend chemically alters diesel fuel to ensure engines remain operable in freezing climates by reducing paraffin wax per precipitation. Cold starts, fuel economy, and power are also improved by increasing the diesel fuel's cetane by up to five points and cleaning internal components. 
Also, uh, we always want to give our shout-out to another one of our sponsors is WC Fab. That's Worley Custom Fabrication. Today we're talking about their 2017 to 2019 L5P Duramax 4-inch intake kit with airbox. Uh, This is WCF100344. The WC Fab 2017 to 2019 GM L5P 6.6 liter Duramax 4 inch intake kit and airbox is the high flow fabricated aluminum intake pipe and airbox enclosure with dry filter assembly that replaces the restrictive plastic factory parts on your diesel. This will improve your overall engine performance. This all-new design significantly increases airflow to your turbo, producing improved horsepower and torque, quicker throttle response, and cooler intake temperatures by drawing cold air through the ram air duct and inner fender. Their all-aluminum construction features a large diameter 4-inch piping with smooth aerodynamic bends to improve intake air velocity, volume, and provide more aggressive engine and turbo sound during acceleration. High-quality hardware, silicone boot, seals, and stainless steel T-bolt clamps enclosures are optimum for durability with ease of installation. The removable airbox lid allows for easy visual inspection and maintenance of your WC Fab filter with included hydrophobic pre-filter cover. This will help keep your MAF sensor, turbo, and engine airways contaminant-free. The critical ram air duct seal has been moved to the bottom of the hood for a clean engine compartment appearance. Full assembly finished in your choice of WC Fab signature custom powder coat colors for a look that's unique to your truck. This installs easily with basic hand tools, does not require any additional tuning, and is completely bolt-on, and it'll fit with no other required modifications. It is not compatible with the WC Fab intake resonator pipe. All right, guys, uh, thank you so much to our sponsors, XDP, WC Fab, and Exergy Performance. We really appreciate you um, quite literally making this show possible. We, we would not be able to do this show without our sponsors. Listeners, uh, please head over to their social media accounts, give them a call, shop for some products with them, talk to them, let them know that you heard about them here. Uh, Chris, I think you'll vouch for this. We, we only work w- with sponsors that we actually like, sponsors that we truly believe in. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, as as we have a reputation in the industry, you know, we like to work with other companies that have that same type of reputation or they've been able to offer and deliver a consistency. Because, I mean, we've worked with smaller companies that have grown over the years and have turned into amazing big companies, right? Um but consistency is something for us and knowledge is something for us that when we work with these companies and make these recommendations, you're getting the same level of service and support that you would expect from us over at Calibrated Power. Uh, so it's, it's an honor, you know, to have guys like XDP, WC Fab, Exergy Performance backing us up, right? Believing in what you and I do, Paul and Justin, um, to make this show possible, you know, and to, you know, offer amazing products for all the different trucks that are out there. That's such a great way of putting it. And hey, guys, somebody who knows that very, very well is our guest today. Uh, He's a guy that we've worked with for a long time, uh, Mike Hanzek of Arm Rip and Toys. He's located up there in Alaska. Um, Chris, you've had a chance to work with Mike, and I've had a chance to work with Mike. What do you want to say about him before we kick it over to this interview? He's knowledgeable. You know, I think... uh, 
know, it kind of goes back to what we talked about before, working with guys that are knowledgeable in this industry um, and have a good head on their shoulders. Um, he's a riot. He's a good time. Um, he'll make uh, good out of any situation that I think you'll, you'll find in this interview. Um, but I mean, all around, you know, he's been a pleasure to work with. Uh, he's been working with us at our at Calibrated for years. So, you know, it, uh, it goes for good reason. Absolutely. All right, Mike Hanzuk uh, from Arm Rip and Toys. Mike, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm doing great. No complaints. It's, uh, you know, about four degrees where I'm at, so um, nice and toasty right now. Four degrees Celsius, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Four degrees Fahrenheit. Bro, this is America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, well, no, no, I know. So Mike's up in Alaska, guys. Uh, as we had mentioned, he has been a friend of the show for a very long time. Uh, Mike, you and I have had the pleasure of working together uh, back when when I was still in a more of a sales role with Duramax Tuner, uh, and we're, yep. we're going to talk about some some kind of different things today. So, guys, uh, there's been a lot of talk over the last two years, and even over the the COVID quarantine, especially about companies getting visited by the EPA, about EPA restrictions, EPA oversight. We've seen some of the biggest players in the industry. Uh, with public posts and with private messages and things like that, kind of dealing with this. Now, Mike, you you run a successful but but smaller in scale uh, shop up there in Alaska, and you guys uh, have some experience with this topic. We do, we do. Um, you know, we we were visited actually um, a few months back, back in October, um, by the EPA, and I can tell you it's a it's a little different. You know, the initial reports that you heard were a little bit different than what we experienced. Um, they definitely came in. It wasn't, you know, a couple guys in suits saying, hey, you know, we, we, uh, we've we seen some stuff and we want to talk to you about some stuff. You know, I mean, it was, you know, full on, um, I guess they acted like it was a full on, you know, federal investigation. Um, and it was, uh, you know, they've uh, changed some stuff about the way they interact and the way they do these programs and the way they do these, um, I guess, interventions, you could call it, or these uh, investigations. Um you know, and they're putting it through a little different route now where it's uh, not just a simple, you know, hey, we, we've seen you doing this. We're going to give you a little fine and, and you can move on with your life. You know, they're they're trying to actually crack down a lot harder um, on it. And with the, um, you know, they do have a new initiative now that is uh, from 2020 to 2023 where they've included um, in their words uh, on-road and non-on-road uh, diesel emissions um, per their website. So, it's a little different experience now and it's uh it's not the same you know the stuff that we've heard about for the last couple of years is definitely more intense and more um they're cracking down a lot harder is the best way i could put it yeah i want to unpack some of that a little bit so number one you had mentioned they they kind of roll up so in the past uh we have heard reports uh from both sides everything from the extreme of they pulled in in 10 suvs and poured out like it was like they were raiding a drug compound you know what i mean and then we've also heard like oh just two nice guys showed up wearing nice clothes and had business cards and just asked if they could look around the place now two two very different reports um what was that like that day that they showed up did did they Um, did they come in polite and just kind of ask around did they come in and start flashing badges and guns and tell you to get out of their way I can tell you it was more along the first first example you mentioned, um, you know, and this is not the first I've heard of this. Um, we've heard from a lot of other people similar situations, but um, yeah, I mean, they came in, they had a local, uh, actual local PD assist them, I guess, just for the manpower, um, and they rolled in. There was about 
10 to 12 agents themselves and then six local PD, they walked in the door. They said, hey, here you go. Here's the warrant. We get to look around. Um, and after they established that there was no threat after the first couple minutes, um, local PD left. And at that point, uh, we were literally told, okay, well, you can sit here and twiddle your thumbs all day and watch us go through everything or um, you're welcome to go home. And uh, yeah, probably you know, not, not let a bunch of feds poke around with me not being here. But other than that, yeah, I mean, they were nice, you know, they were, um, they were actually really pleasant to deal with given the circumstances. Um, they weren't, you know, I, I guess dicks, if, it is, if I could say that, you know, um, they were really nice about it, you know, and I, I, I even offered to, to buy them some pizzas while they were here and they of course declined, but you know, they were, like I said, I mean, they were super, they were super cool about it and it was, you know, Hey, we're here to do a job, you know, as long as you work with us, we'll, we'll, you know, and don't make us have too hard of a time today, then, you know, we won't give you too hard of a time back. So, yeah. Okay. That's still, that that's pretty crazy, right? That, 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 yeah, they did show up with local police. They actually had a warrant. They were ready to roll. This wasn't, they didn't just come up and just want to have a conversation. They came in with a warrant ready to execute on it. That's, that's a surprise. Now, do you have a big social media presence? Are you, were, were you prior to this posting about deleting trucks and promoting deleting trucks in a very public and, uh, and, and way with the company? <laughs> as much as I hate to say it, yes. Um, you know, it, it was, it was one of those things and we had calmed down over the, the past year. Um, but from my understanding, you know, it had been much more of a situation where they had, uh, they had been aware of this for, for quite a while. Um, and so it was, you know, even though we had calmed down and, and re-examined, you know, far before we even got hit, um, you know, kind of re-examined everything and said, okay, this is probably something we should really be cautious of and, and really pay more attention to. Um, you know, they, they had still actually been aware of us much prior to that. So, Gotcha. Okay. And then, and then they left with you in handcuffs and you went straight to federal penitentiary? <laughs> No, no, no. Actually, they uh, they actually told us there was a time limit. So they stayed here. They they did their job. They said, hey, we only have till X amount of time. And uh, they got done in that time and they left. They said, hey, thank you. You know, they left nicely, shook our hands and said, you know, we'll, we'll be in touch. And that was the last I've heard. That is wild. Did they did they have a big request like, oh, you need to provide us every customer who's ever walked through your door and their name and Social Security number and, and blood type of their firstborn son or? Was it was it like um, okay you'll they, just hear not, from us? Not initially. Um, they did come back uh, about a week later, and they were, uh, you know, for lack of better terms, I guess the best way to put it is we were really bad about um, uh, our records. I guess you could say, um, and not on purpose. It's just you know, I guess it just happened. So um, I think they were surprised that you know um, the situation. So we did see them about a week later, and they and they came back and said, hey, well, okay, well. Now, anything that's related to delete, we want whatever record you have on it, um, you know, and said, hey, you guys have two weeks to provide us with this. Uh, here you go. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's yeah. tough. I mean, hey, I guess I guess it's good that you're bad at paperwork because I know I'm bad yeah. at paperwork. And God <laughs> knows I can't even get my cell phone bill I, paid on time without my wife. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things I, I, it was not, like I said, it wasn't intentional. It was just, you know, we, we suck at it. We're, and it, I guess who knows, you know, I, I don't know if it was good, bad or the other, but you know, it was what it was. And uh, that's where we're at. <laughs> you know, Mike, I really appreciate some honest accounts on this. Cause this is something I think a lot of, a, now we know for a fact, a lot of companies and business owners, large and small, 
all the way across the nation have all had some sort of experience with this uh, or know somebody yeah. who has. Like, I think we're all to that point yeah. now where we're not like, this is a maybe for somebody else's world. This is like, no, we really, we know someone or we are that someone who's been through this. Um, and, yep. and, and that's pushing people from what I've seen into an emissions equipped performance mindset or some guys just saying, you know what, we're not doing any performance. We're going all repair. I, I know a few guys who have just, we don't do any upgrades. The only thing we do are OEM replacements. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough yeah, to pivot I would, once you've built a business, right? Yeah, I would, I would agree um, with, with your analysis on that and where things are going. Um, you know, luckily for us, the, the pivot wasn't extremely hard um, just because, you know, to, to be honest, um, we probably were in probably one of the most unregulated states um, at, at the state level, right? There's obviously a federal um, level, but um, and they're fairly active with the mining and oil industries up here. But for when it comes to state, I mean, we don't have state inspections, right? We, we just don't. We don't have municipality inspections, you know, either. Um, so, but just surprisingly, despite that fact, um, that wasn't a huge part of what we did anyways it was a very small percentage um and for us it kind of became a situation of um you know we had already actually been looking at emissions uh intact performance and how to make it work um and had we were kind of you know uh, we've been working on it for a couple years you know and working with various people you know um we have two trucks for example uh here at the shop that are that are shop trucks that have uh tunes from calibrated power solutions um you know, that are emissions intact. Um, one of them has been in the last six months, you know, that's a 2018 Ram. The other one has actually been running that for, oh, I don't know, at least a year or two now. Um, and and that, that's a 2015 Power Stroke. And, you know, both of those trucks, I mean, are worked. They're not, you know, they're not babied. Um, I would say the Power Stroke is driven a lot more moderately. Um, and, you know, it, as far as emissions, if I can say anything, you know, there's, there is routes to go, right? There's other options out there um it's just been people have been programmed a certain way as to you know there's only one one right way to make these trucks work and that's that's the delete word right that's the only way and um you know what we found is because we've actually worked with multiple customers over the past few years too on emissions and tax stuff is it's not the only way um and what we found is that you know most people don't realize uh you know there are certain things you can't get around one big thing we have with as cold as it is up here uh def tank heaters um those heaters are constantly going out right but we find with most of that emission stuff um maintenance just like anything else on the vehicle those systems are not maintenance free and i think that's the biggest struggle that people have getting past is that being maintenance free, right? They, they're not, there is actually required maintenance. There is actually in, you know, the, the factory does say, Hey, you have to do this or you have to do that at, you know, given a, a mile intervals. Um, and what we found in a lot of cases is proper training, um, even from, you know, techs, whether it's private shops or dealerships, you know, um, e even they've been programmed that way of, okay, well, the manufacturer says this, but this is, this sucks. You know, we, this is the only way because my buddy told me, you know, kind of situation um, where, you know, when these techs get good training on, hey, okay, you're constantly having this code for an EGR valve and well, you've thrown parts at it three times and it's still not fixed, you know, um, cleaning the whole EGR system, you know, because they, you're supposed to do it every X amount of miles and the truck now has 120,000 miles and should have probably been serviced twice at this point. And it's never been done. Um, you know, different situations like that, that really make the difference on making these trucks successful. Um, and, and, you know, it can be done. Absolutely. It's just 
giving people that knowledge and the proper training on those scenarios and how to how to do it and the proper maintenance of those systems. That's such a cool one to mention too. Is is forgetting about what does maintenance look like for your emissions equipment? Like it is more than just adding def fluid when the light blinks at you, right? And I think that's where a lot of guys are stuck. Is well, I don't want I don't want emissions because I don't want to add def. Brother, if that's right. where we're starting from, it's you've got a long future ahead of you of driving diesels. But like, Because right. adding depth right, is the absolutely. easy part. Cleaning the EGR every 60,000 miles, that's the pain in the ass. But if we're being real, doing an oil change on a diesel just in general takes more oil, costs more money, the filters are more expensive. You're already starting with a vehicle that has a higher cost of maintenance, a higher cost of ownership. Like if what you're looking right. for is a maintenance-free vehicle to own, I've heard great things about the Toyota Camry. Yeah, like, right? Right. Like there, there's other <laughs> options out there if that's what's most important to you. But if you want something that makes a thousand foot pounds of torque from the factory and then, you know, 600 horsepower emissions equipped with tune only, well, let's talk. Let's talk about what your options are. Right. Let's talk about how we can do that. Um, I love you mentioning, like, we use trucks. You're in Alaska. Yeah, like when a guy right. in Alaska says I use my truck, like you kind of tend to fucking believe it, right? Where you're like, okay, yeah, this oh, yeah. this truck gets worked. Um, the one thing I always hear about is my truck runs nonstop for a month at a time or a week at a time because it's so cold. Do you run right. into that? Do you do that? We we do. Um, personally, you would see it up north uh, of where we're at a lot more um, because it is much more common. And there's certain parts of the state that, to be honest, people have to live their lives and function and it can get down to minus 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, and you know, at that point, trucks don't shut off for days at a time. Uh, but one thing I can say is that the big, you know, I, I guess equalizer or compensation for that is take that into account, right? It's just like anything else, you know, okay. If you're going to idle your truck for three days straight because it's minus 60 and you really can't shut it off. Otherwise it'll freeze up and won't restart. Um, cool. Then, you know, work the truck. I mean, you know, whether you're plowing with it, whether you're towing your trailer, I mean, work it, you know, get it out on the highway, take it for a drive, stop, you know, driving two minutes down the road to your, to your job because you're lucky enough to live two minutes away. Um, and, and then also with the maintenance, right? I mean, up here in Alaska, uh, whether you're talking about oil change, diff change, training fluid, whatever it is, um, you know, we always follow the severe duty schedule because at the end of the day, you know, they say, hey, if you check off one or two of these items on this list, you should be under severe duty. Well, just by living in Alaska, 90% of the time, you check off the entire freaking list. So, um, you know, we, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So when it comes to emissions, you just got to factor the same thing, right? Okay, you're going to idle it constantly. Great. You know, you should probably be forcing a manual regen more often or, you know, cleaning that set of 60,000 miles on the EGR. Maybe we look at doing it at 30,000, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like looking at it of, of understanding what your surroundings are and understanding what you're doing with the truck and then making a decision. Okay. This is how far we're going to push it from here. This is where we're going to take it from here. Um, yeah, Mike, I think this has been really fun to talk and I, I definitely appreciate you sharing some of your personal experience and dealing with that EPA visit. I know that's not something a lot of guys want to come out and talk about in public, but it, I think it's good to hear. I think our listeners will benefit from knowing what does it look like? What's at risk? You know, we've heard that, that like yeah. you like you alluded to earlier, it's not it's not just civil penalties anymore. You're, you're also probably yeah. looking at some sort of criminal um, prosecution. So, so I think sure. one of the other areas to hit on uh, as we're talking today is where do we go from here? What what is the future of arm rip and toys and the future of diesel performance kind of look like? 
I mean, ultimately, I think it's, you know, there's always going to be a market for vehicles, right? I mean, we see a lot of a big push right now with the electric hydrogen and all that stuff. Um, At the end of the day, diesels can't go away, you know, for a long, long time. Um, You know, we're going to see them around for a long, long time, um, you know, just because they're of what they do. You know, the stuff that people do with their trucks, you know, the diesels kind of for certain people, the diesel is the only option for them, Um, you know, until technology advances by quite a bit. And, you know, I would say that ultimately um, looking into more of these options, right, getting educated, uh, that's the big thing. I mean, there's people out there, there's resources out there, there's, you know, there's tuning companies, there's companies developing um, you know, replacement DPS that makes the job much easier, much cheaper to where it's, you know, it's not a $10,000 billet, you know, the dealership because you got 120,000 miles and your warranty's up now and, and your DPS clogged, you know. Um, I mean, there's people developing that stuff, you know. Um, we work with a specific company that deals with uh, fluids and that company uh, has developed a way to clean the EGR system without removing it and just letting it sit in a bucket of, of uh, solvent. Right. Um, They can actually back flush the system. They can clean it that, you know, a different way. Um, And it makes our job, you know, for one, it saves the customer a bunch of money. And for two, um, it it makes the experience more pleasant of getting that stuff for service regularly. So uh, there's options, right? There's tuning options. There's plenty of people developing um, emissions impact. You know, um, I've seen it from, you know, multiple tuners now at this point, uh, companies developing turbo setups for, um, you, you know, emissions intact trucks. So you can get that more performance. And, and, you know, what we've seen is the guys that are working on tuning and working hard on tuning. I mean, there's companies that are close to actually, or I won't say close, but actually working on trying to get that carb approval for the tuning. And, and you know, you're seeing less regens and, and actually a cleaner burning truck with those calibrations um, and keeping everything intact. So um, I would say as far as the future, you know, it, it's just everybody kind of getting behind the, hey, this is where we're going. It, it's not going to stop. They're not going to be able to say, well, I don't like this, so I don't want it. You know, it is where you're going. And if you want to drive a diesel truck, that's going to be where, you know, the industry is going to go. So the more people we can get on board and the faster we can get people on board, um, the quicker that technology will evolve. And it's just going to get better and better, you know, uh, on a regular basis. I think that's really well, well put, Mike. Thank you. Uh, anybody you want to give a shout out to? Um, yeah, you know, uh, my team here, um, they've been awesome, uh, through everything, you know, um, the, the team, my family, you know, my wife, she holds it down. Uh, I got four kids, you know, so she puts up with all my crap on top of taking care of all the little critters. Um, you know, and then just the guys in, in the business up here, you know, our customers and, and the guys, you know, like the guys at 907 diesel that have, you know, been pushing everything up here to really, uh, make things happen and grow the industry up here as well as, uh, you know, try to expand everything and really get the knowledge out there and the education out there for the the industry so that, you know, um, it makes people like us, you know, our jobs easier um, when, you know, dealing with everybody. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Mike. Listeners, stick around. Uh, We got some more really cool diesel performance podcast content coming right at you. Jeremy Garnett, Super Tech. How the hell are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Uh, Jeremy, guys, as you know, is setting us up with some real insight of what it's like to be in the shop and work on the trucks firsthand. Jeremy, give it to us, man. What's the truck we're talking about this week? Well, this week we have a 2017 uh, Black L5P that we're going to do a turbo install on. 
Ooh. Uh, now, not just a stock turbo. This is getting one of our pre-sale units for the L5P Stealth 67 G2 turbo. That is correct. Yep. Oh, man. So exciting. So this is a fully emissions-equipped truck. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit more about the vehicle? Uh, well, it's bone stock. Uh truck has about 135K. Uh, came in. It's been tuned before. Um, but at that point, we just wanted to look at the truck. Um boost test the truck before, see if there's any leaks, uh, and then take it apart and really get into it and see what the carbon buildup was and the intake runners and stuff like that. You know, I love that. So this truck has already had Duramax tuners, emissions equipped tuning on it for some time. Yep. Uh, he's been driving around and using the truck. We'll just phrase it that way. Um, so you got a chance, and a lot of time guys want to talk about some of the, that nitty-gritty of what did the vehicle look like after a whole bunch of miles with higher horsepower programmed into it what'd you find you know it was pretty clean uh there wasn't a lot of soot inside the intake runners uh, a lot of the bolts uh being three years old already you know weren't crusty or um things like that so it's things actually pretty solid and really nice install as well Nice, nice. Uh, I know you had mentioned you boost tested this truck right off the bat. So we have that L5P faceplate for the stealth boost test kit. Is that what you used on this one? Yes. Uh, so um, we're on this particular truck, since we we're doing the charger on it, we uh, put a whirly intake horn on it. So they supplied really nice hardware. So I did use that hardware, use our new faceplate for the turbo, and I was able to use our new boost tester on it and it works so nice <laughs> <laughs> you, you know I, I i always laugh about that jeremy because that product specifically had a lot of time in the background with guys doing designs and guys talking about the function of it and why and and how to make it work and and it was a really long time i think before the techs actually got their hands on it and got to go get a chance to use it and i had this sneaking suspicion i was like you guys either have knocked it out of the park or this is going to be the biggest whiff we have seen for a new product release. And it turns out so far they've knocked it out of the park is, is everything. Oh, yeah. It's hundred percent. And honestly, out of all of them from the LB seven, all the way up to the L five P I, that L five P boost tester is just probably the nicest and easiest to use. <laughs> I mean, they're all really nice product. They all work great, but right. The way that it fits and the way that it just, it works is well done. Well, yeah. And it's the access to the turbo too, right? Because the L5P the turbo is way closer to the to the front exactly. bumper than it is in any of the other Duramaxes. So. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's more in the middle of the engine, not on yeah. the back of the engine. So. Not rubbing, yeah. Not rubbing the back of the downpipe. Well, I suppose it still does with that, with that big. Uh, the DOC back there. Yeah, DOC on the back of it cool all right well hey man this turbo this is a really exciting one we've done quite a bit of testing with the l5ps i know you've had a chance to kind of get your hands on them for for several different upgrades um what what was the most challenging part of doing the turbo swap um you know it's never doing it before and then uh, the sensors on the doc because you have to loosen up the doc to actually remove the charger because the charger sits on a pedestal and it has these little dowels so that was probably the most challenging part. Um, but going into the next truck, I would know what to do. 
Gotcha. Okay. It's one of those, the first time you go to do it and there's like no good videos, there's no good pictures, there's no, there's no, you know, information in all data or anything like that. So yeah. you're like, I'll figure it out. Okay. So what'd you do to get around it? What, slam us with a pro tip this week. Um, you know, I had a nice socket that I had to make my own O2 sensor socket out of, but it was a 17 millimeter instead of a 7.8. So sometimes you just have to make your own tools. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. That's a good pro tip, man. Look at the problem. Find a solution. If, if you don't got it in your toolbox, put some shit together, man. Make it happen. Yeah. It's what I, now I'll keep it for the next truck. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. Thinking ahead. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us, man. I really appreciate you being on the show with us again. Hey guys, stick around. We're going to kick it over to our knowledge base segment and close out this show. Hi, I'm Sean Lynn from Duramax Tuner, and this week's Knowledge Base article is about the GM VATS relearn and how to relearn VATS on early GM vehicles. How to perform a, a relearn for the Passkey 3 system. Make sure there is a fully charged battery in the vehicle. The battery will be used for 30 minutes without the alternator available for charging. Connect a charger to the vehicle to ensure power is available while programming. When performing this relearn, all previously learned keys will be erased. Additional keys may be relearned immediately after the first key has been learned by inserting the additional key and turning the ignition switch to on within 10 seconds of removing the previous learned key. Step 1. Insert a master key blackhead into the ignition switch. Step 2. Turn the key to the on position without starting the engine. The security light should turn on and stay on. Step 3. Wait 10 minutes or until the security light turns off. Step 4. Turn key to the off position for 5 seconds. Step 5. Turn the key to the on position without starting the engine. The security light should turn on and stay on. Step 6. Wait for 10 minutes or until the security light turns off. Step 7. Turn key to the off position for 5 seconds. Step 8. Turn the key to the on position without starting the engine. The security light should turn on and stay on. Step 9. Wait for 10 minutes or until the security light turns off. Step 10. Turn the key to the off position. The key transponder information will be learned in the next start cycle. Step 11. Start the vehicle. If the vehicle starts and runs normally, the relearn is complete. If additional keys need to be relearned, step 12, turn the key to the off position. Step 13, insert the next key to be learned. Turn the key to the on position within 10 seconds of removing the previously used key. Step 14, wait for the security light to turn off. It should happen fairly quickly. You may not notice the lamp as the transponder value will be learned immediately. Step 15. Repeat steps 12 through 14 for additional keys. 
Guys, thank you so much for listening through this week. We have a lot of great episodes in the hopper. Uh, we have some exciting stuff coming around. A company who's doing some work with SpaceX, uh, and you're going to know who they are via the diesel performance industry, which is just a fun sentence to say. Uh, we have some uh, really exciting YouTubers coming on the show, so we're going to be talking to them in the future. Uh, for today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I screwed up. <laughs>